you can remain anonymous if that is your choice. I immediately following the short testimony service and all the prayer and the congregational function this morning, we will have our final words from Dr. Moore who will break down the day's life and then we will be closing out. And until further notice, greater on nations, we will be back to regular church services. So we do want you to bear with us and pray with us as we are avidly staying aware and cautiousness of COVID-19. And as a personal service announcement or public service announcement, if you have to go out of your residence, please have a mask on, please use hand sanitizer, and before you leave your residence, stay prayed up. That way you will not be affected by the virus. Ready for service? Good morning and God bless. Time for the congregational song. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for being here. Everybody ready to praise God? No matter where we are, we got to praise God. Yes. When we need something, all we have to do is call on him because he is on the main line. So come on and bless God with me. Jesus is on the main line. Tell me what you want. Yes, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Yes, call him up and tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus is on the main line. Ryan, you guys all know what his matter was, and I'm successfully teaching the 
continue to keep his name in the word of God. That is my prayer request this morning. Amen. Any more prayer requests in our studio? Thank God for being alive when you get another day. Amen. I, tell, I, I come to God with this prayer request to, to pray for the family, as, as Tasha said. Also, I'm coming to I'm asking for everybody to keep praying for my children. I pray for my children on a daily. You know, Satan is really working. I don't care if they're not doing anything too wrong or wrong or whatever. Just keep them up in prayer because Satan is trying to work on minds and trying to allow uh, children that have been raised right to think different or to think along with the world. And we want to pray against that because I don't want to be a mother to see my children die and end up going to hell because they know who God is. They know who he is. And pray my strength in the Lord. Pray that God keeps me. Pray that God helps me grow in his word. I'm growing a little bit, but I think this time is just taking a little bit of time because i got to understand a little bit more. So I'm asking for y'all to keep praying for my mind in Christ, my soul in Christ, my heart in Christ. And I just ask you to just pray for the world as a whole because this world is is gone. It's gone, y'all. And God keeps talking and nobody's listening. Everybody is being very, very disobedient with God's word, did not believe in the situation that they think this pandemic is a joke. Pray for those minds right there that thinking that it's all a joke and that it's man-made. And even if it is man-made, God is allowing it to do what it needs to do to wake us up. We need to wake up and stop playing around. Anyway, just keep us all in prayer. Amen. Do we have any more prayer requests here in the studio? If not... If not, on Facebook, we want to acknowledge anyone that's on right now. Other Whitehead from Baltimore, Deacon Aaron Harris out of Gardena, Sister Maya Harris in Gardena, Elder Harper from Compton, Sister Florence Hunter, Sister Sabrina Swafford from Los Angeles, Missionary Timothy Webb from Compton. We thank you guys for listening again. Um, One prayer request is to President City of Baltimore from all the killings and the Yeah. God bless you. Getting ready to go land this morning. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice our We come, amen, to share a word of prayer to the nation. This morning that the Lord will strengthen us. And that we might believe that He is who we say He is. We come against the force of evil. This COVID-19 that has caused many to lose their lives and many more is losing their lives. It is a reality. It is real. We cannot overlook that it's not real. But God is in control of all things. The request of a man that has went up before the Lord this morning, we're going to claim victory, healing, and deliverance in the name of Jesus. God knows your address. He knows where you're living and knows what you're going through with right now. We ask to touch 
in the name of Jesus. He is our only help. He is our only skill. And we pray this morning that he continue to have mercy upon us. Because if he hadn't had mercy upon us, none of us would not be here this morning. Throw mighty God right now to the world. This COVID-19 is a knock on our heart, is to drive us unto you. We see it has come to be a system going all over the world to cause mankind to bow down to it. We don't bow down but one God, and that is you, Lord Jesus. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray God gives strength everywhere. To those that know the Lord and to those that do not know the Lord. Those, amen, is in the hospital and those, amen, is in the, the policemen and all of those, amen, that are out there. We pray God gives strength and Touch in the name of Jesus. We have to close out of church once again. But I encourage you in this prayer. Have church in your home. Hallelujah. That's right. May not be but two or three of you, but put yeah. out on your name. Put the Lord in your home. Yes, this too shall pass. Yeah. We thank you, Holy Master, for your divine blessing. And according to your word, we know that it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Let mankind hear your word. And let them open their heart and receive you. And we don't know whether you will give us a blessing or a curse. But I know we must humble ourselves before you. Yes. My God, I ask you to have your way in our life. I pray for God's people all over the face of this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Bishop, for that prayer this morning. Prayer is always warranted and needed. And it is always effective. And when we are praying and we believing in the prayer, it does come to fruition. So, amen for the prayer this morning. And we thank God for all the prayer requests that have yet been up before the Lord this morning to the kingdom. He heard them. And this as a side note, I believe that when we pray, when we say in Jesus' name, that's the sign of still and deliver that it went up to God. And he can't answer the prayer. This morning, we're going to take up a short testimony prayer. And then we just announced Rayla will be singing this morning. And after Rayla, then Dr. Moore will come back and he will be the final person here of the service. He will preach or teach the word of God and undergo to the gospel. He will close us out. And then we'll be back again next Sunday for you guys as well. This morning, my testimony is I'm grateful for my wake up first and foremost. I'm also thankful for no bad news. I'm grateful that even though our building of the church is closed, that there is a such thing as social media, and we can still give God the praise. And whether or not social media exists, we will still have that church in our house today because we know that God is ready. We know who he is and where he is and what he has done for us. So I do ask that if you have a testimony, put it in the comment section. Let us know what the Lord has done. And if you have a testimony that you just can't share with everyone, that's okay because God knows your heart. He knows where you are. This morning, you can just say anonymous praise report. And that would be enough for us because God's mercy and grace is sufficient. And we know that if he woke you up this morning, that was the biggest blessing of your day, starting off the day that you woke up, and you can give him the ultimate praise. Now we're going to open up our testimony service this morning. 
to our studio and also to our online church family this morning. God bless everybody. Amen. Praise God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. We have to keep saying that as well. We cannot slip. I want to thank God for him today. I want to thank God for saving me and filling me with the Holy Ghost. And although the pandemic has happened, I'm, I'm waiting for my baptism going under the water. I got to wait for that now. But that's okay. As long as I'm baptizing the word and I keep trying to get this word right, I thank God for that. I thank God for uh, walking every day, waking up every day, seeing who I live with every day, hearing voices of family members that I can't, I can't see on a daily basis. Uh, what I do see, though, I see this world, this world, we are under subjection for real, y'all. We are under subjection for real. We keep asking God to do this and do that. Bless us here. Take care of this. And when it's a tragedy, we all get saddened. But a lot of these tragedies are God working through these things that we're asking him to work out. We have disobedient people in this world, and if they don't have it right, God don't keep allowing these bad things to happen. But if you in God, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, if you are a true person of God, a true woman and man of God, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to be afraid of that. I mean, yes, our human body, our human flesh, we, we, we fear a little bit. We fear a little bit, and that's just on the human side. When you have Jesus, because he did not give us the power of fear, he didn't give it to us. So we don't need to even carry it around. But what we have to do is be obedient and be prepared for these things that are coming along. I know I've I heard, I heard one guy, he's supposed to be so saved, but something happened and he forgot to call on Jesus because his flesh took over and he got scared. We can't be like that. We can't allow that to slip in our lives like that because we know God too much. And if you serve him like you're supposed to, he's going to always bless us. I, I, I just thank God because he's opening up a couple of things mentally for me. Uh, uh, God gave me something. I, I don't know if I ever bring a sermon or not. Who knows? But God gave me a little something in my head one day, and I told my daddy about it. And he gave me a little title of, of, of something that could be a sermon. And it, it was said to sin got the world tripping. Now, that may be in layman's terms for everybody to understand, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Sin got this world tripping. People are going crazy over sin. Sin got people doing things they wouldn't have ordinarily been doing um, in their lives. But sin got this world tripping. And I've been reading and, and I've been going in my word and asking God to reveal what to me. So if he do allow me to bring that as a message, I'm not complaining it, but if he do, I thank God for that. But anyway, again, I thank God for life. For life. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We want that message to come. <laughs> we will preach that. That is awesome. All right, so Sister Maya Harris, she was asking and is still asking for the Hooper and the Scott family who are also in the movement to, of course, start to keep them looking up. We certainly shall, we shall, we shall. Um, also on Facebook right now, we do have minutes a week. You have Brother Reginald Chase out of Tupelo, Mississippi. He said God bless in the morning with the church family. Mm-hmm. So I may remember him. He came from some Sundays when he was here in California. Mm-hmm. He stayed for that home for the home church, but he's still saying good morning and God bless. Elder Whitehead from Baltimore, his testimony this morning. Is he just thanking God for grace and mercy and for his life? Sister Brittany Randall from Apple Valley, she said good morning to the family. Uh, we have Brother Levon Moore Jr. He is watching. God bless you. Praise Brother Levon Moore out of 
Linwood, California, and the teacher from Inglewood to say good morning Amen. to the family. Do we have any other testimonies in our studio this morning? Go ahead, Mayla. <clears throat> I would like to thank God this morning. I would just like to thank him for all of my hiccups and everything he has done for me. And I have realized something over time. If if there was no God, then there would not be any miracles all over the years. There would not be any so the reason why we thank God is because there is because there is a such thing as a miracle and it works. Yes. Amen. So Amen. I have like that. So I have learned that you can't be afraid to put your Trust in God. All right. That's right. right. That's right. You can't be afraid to lean on me. All right. If I know anything, I know that God is amazing. Mm-hmm. He can do anything. Yeah. Yes. That's he right. He can perform many miracles. Yes, many miracles in I don't know how much time, but I know that God is always on time. He may not be there like the moment that you need him, but he'll always be there. I have learned one thing. Uh, you may trust in God and believe in God, and you may say to God, I, God, I need this. And you might not receive it at that moment. But the reason why you're not receiving it at that moment is because God sees that you're not ready to have it and handle it. So if you ask God for something, be patient and believe. She's been in church since she was two months old. So 15 years she's been in church in her life. And when we think, this look, if you think your kids are not paying attention because they might want to get that video game or back with their best friend or your cousin in church and sticker, when you think they're not listening, this proves right here, coming out of the mouth of the day, this proves that she was listening Amen. and that she indeed has learned something in her short 15 years of life. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful for you to say what you have learned and what you now know to be 
accurate to what we have been teaching you, what Bishop Moore has been teaching you in 15 years of your life. Now you're realizing that God is amazing and that all the miracles that we've talked about, you now see are coming to fruition. And if we have no more um, testimonies here in the studio, that's absolutely okay if we don't. Now that we don't have any more testimonies in the studio, Raina will be coming with you with a song immediately after Raina gracing your presence. Then Bishop Moore, he will be bringing the bread of life. We thank you for listening to our short service. God bless you, and may everything richly, richly bless you. God bless. Bless us, Raina. Bless us. Well, you guys may know this, and you guys may not. I'm looking for a miracle. Exactly impossible. See the invisible. I'm looking for a miracle. Expect the impossible. Feel the intangible. See the invisible. The sky is the limit. So what we can have. The sky is the limit. So what we can have, the sky is a limit. So what we can have, if you believe and receive it, God will perform it today. Hey, hey, yeah. Just believe and receive it, God will perform it today. I'm looking for a miracle. Expect the impossible. Expect the invisible. See the invisible. I'm looking for a miracle. Expect the impossible. See the intangible. It's the impossible. The sky is the limit. So what we can have. The sky is the limit. So what we can have. The sky is the limit. Can have. Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, yeah. Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, yeah. Believe and receive it. God will perform it today. The sky is the limit. So what we can have, the sky is the limit. So what we can have, oh, the sky is the limit. So what we can have, 
Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Today, today. Believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Yeah, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. I'm looking for miracles. That's the intangible. That's the impossible. She is invisible. I'm looking for miracles. That's the the impossible, the invisible, expect the intangible. The sky is the limit to what we can have. The sky is the limit for what we can have. The sky is the limit. So what we can have, oh yeah, just believe and receive it, God will perform it today, hey, 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 just believe and receive it, God will perform it today, hey, Galatians chapter 1, 6 
through 12. And I will read to some of these verses, amen, in Galatians 3, 1 through 5, and 2 John 9 and 10. Galatians 1 and 6 says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that calls you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. For there will be some that trouble you and would prevent the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let it be a curse. As we said before, so says I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be a curse. But do I persuade men or not? Or do I speak to please man? For if I yet please man, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which were preached of me is not after man. For I neither receive it of man, neither will I taught you but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul went on down and said, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whom I, Jesus Christ, has been evidence set forth, crucified among you. This only what I learned of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the work of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the blood? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. Ye therefore that ministered to you, the spirit, and work miracles among you, does he get by the work of the law or by the hearing of faith? Whosoever transgressed and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. He, he that abides in the doctrine of Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. If there comes any unto you, and bring not this doctor, receive him not unto your house, neither be it him God speak. Paul has gotten right down to the point of these Galatians. And he's saying unto them that I marvel not. He began, amen, to hurt Paul. He said, I'm, I'm amazed at you. 
I am amazed of you. In just a short while, I have taught you. Now you are listening to another spirit. And that spirit is contrary to the spirit of Jesus Christ. Beloved, things have not changed in Paul's day as it is in our day. He said, I'm amazed that you are so quickly to turn off of St. God. He is letting us know today that don't be tricked, don't be duped about this gospel. There is not but one gospel. Many people are trying to make out that there are different gospels, but according to the word of God, there is not but one gospel. And this gospel that Paul is talking about was the gospel that the Lord himself set up on the day of Pentecost. Now, this was God done, and it was not man done. And Paul wants us to know that what he was teaching and what he had received, it didn't come from no seminary. He didn't go to school for that. But what he had received came directly from the Lord himself. We got so many gospels, amen, that is in the world today, which is causing people is to go the wrong way. There is a right way and there is a wrong way. I would Amen. And encourage every believer is to read the Bible for themselves. Read for yourself to see whether the scripture is saying what they are really saying. Paul is saying to these Galatians, which is not another, but there will be some that trouble you and would prevent, pervert the gospel of Christ. They would change the gospel of Christ. That's where we are right now. There are men in their own philosophy and their own tradition that change the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul let us know that God has brought us unto grace. You know, they have a new thing for us. But then there are people that are still trying to bring us back under the law. The law could not save us. God made a better way for us when he went to Calvary. But what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sent his only begotten son in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flood. So my brothers and sisters, Paul is, I like to use the word, he is upset. To see a man, the church that he had labored with on his first missionary journey 
to go back instead of coming forward. Under the Old Testament, you had to be circumcised. And they were trying to bring circumcision in with grace. It does not make any difference. You can be circumcised, but in our day and time, you don't need that full skin circumcised. You need to be circumcised from your heart. God needs to cut away the sin that you have in your heart. So Paul was letting us know there is only one God. If you can hear me as I'm trying to express this, it ought to put your mind to think, why is there so many different denominations? And they're all teaching different doctrines. When the Bible is letting us know there is only one God, and our day is plural, there is still just one method. It's not a lot of method, it's one method. And that method is about Jesus Christ. It's not about humanness. Amen. We are living in a time people is preaching more humanness than it is Jesus. Our method is about Jesus Christ. Any other teaching is a curse or it is a distorted on the fact it gross provision of the truth. If you preach any other thing besides Jesus, that's a curse. Jesus is the only thing that we all should be preaching. Remember in Matthew 16, 16, I believe Jesus said, up on this rock, I will be of my church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has tricked you that you are turned away from the truth? Now I know, amen, in our day and time, people think holiness is too hard for them to live. They don't want to live a holy and a righteous life. But holiness is where the Lord calls unto. He said, Be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. Paul, the apostle, was committing and to captivate by the method that he preached. He had constantly preached the gospel for the Lord. And God has faithful confirmed it by his power. You know, Paul, Paul had a reason. Paul did not like the church. Saul of Pasha, rather, he did not like the church and he persecuted the church. Men and women brought them to Jerusalem to be bound. And he went on his way down to Damascus. 
to take them captive. And God met him in the heat of the day. Paul arrived in his horses. God knocked him off his horse. And he said, Who art thou? And the boy said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecute. When Paul heard this, it, 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 it saw a concept, it changed him. He was fighting against the wrong thing. Paul, Saul, Apostle Saul, amen, under the law. He was doing the right thing, but he come to find out he was doing wrong. He was fighting against the wrong thing. So when Paul, amen, began to understand and learn the gospel of the Lord, he was faithful and he was committed to the gospel of Jesus. He began to exalt Jesus above everything else, or anybody else. Through mighty signs and wonders, and by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and Raleigh about, he said, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. I would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I like to say this morning, there is not but one gospel to preach, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're preaching another gospel, Paul says, if an angel come from heaven, and preach another gospel. Let him be a curse. Preaching the right thing is very important, especially in the last day that we are living in right now. Well, amen. Say it's one, one, one. It's one Lord. It's one faith. And it's one baptism. It's not the one church. The influence, amen, of the first century church, it was magnetic. It was strong. The love and the power that Christian believes shared through the Holy Ghost, it was powerful in the first century. It drew people to Christ. Paul spoke about the church as being a sign, a thing of life with many members, where each individual believed had his own place. But the body functions as a unit. This is why it's so important to have the right belief in Christ. We all ought to be in unity with one another. If we all have a song, if we all have a hymn, it means, amen, that we are divided. We all, as men and women of God, ought to be preaching the same gospel. And that gospel is the death, and the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It ought to be very important to preachers, teachers, and evangelists. In the last and evil days that 
we teach Jesus Christ. Paul, it was astounding as it was seen that the Lord was building his church, the living body of Christ, from every race, color, background, and social status. You see, God's church is made up of every race, every creed, every background. You don't have a certain ethnic group. The Bible says, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This one gospel. Not only is there just one body, but there is just one spirit. He said it in four and four. It's not a lot of spirit. It may be a lot of spirits, amen, that is going around, but it ain't but one true spirit. Now I want to say also. There is two churches. There is Jesus Christ church, and there is a false church that is in this world right now. But Paul let us know that if every believer is converted by the blood, and all believers are then Every believer also is influenced by the Holy Ghost through the infilling of God's Spirit. We are all baptized in the one body. Now, Amen. If we if we if we obey the gospel of Jesus Christ and be filled with the Holy Ghost, we gonna speak the same thing and mind the same thing. There is something wrong. In our world today, there is not but one gospel, one body. Now, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit, one spirit, not no two or three spirits, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, we have been all made to drink into one spirit. And that is through the Holy Ghost. Divine truth is brought. To life. John 16 and 13. Divine truth is brought to life through the Holy Ghost. Paul is letting us know from Galatians how, how did you so easily get off track? Who comes in for you that you should not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ? Was it easy for you? Is it not to obey the gospel? Was it easy for you just to go to church and not really repent of your sins and claim that you are the Christian? Paul wanted to know from them what happened. Titus 2 and 13. A cloud really had have no terror for the people of God. 
But one day the Son of Man will come in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He's coming. Jesus is on his way back, and he's coming back at his church, at his church. We believe, amen, in one Lord, Ephesians 4.5. We believe in just one Lord, one Lord. When Thomas saw Christ after the resurrection, he called him Lord. That's my Lord. That's my ruler. He's the ruler of my life because he is my Lord. Paul recognized him as such on the road of Damascus. John described him as Lord and Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Revelation 17 14. Yet Jesus is our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He is our God. But he's also our master. We look unto the author and the finish of our faith. That is Jesus Christ. He is our master. And he is exalted on high for above all principalities and powers. All believe in should humble, serve him, and should gladly submit to his purpose and plan for their living. We ought to be glad to submit to his purpose and plans for living. We are buried with him by baptism into death. Romans 6 and 4. We are buried with Jesus by baptism of the devil. When you go and be baptized, you ought to be, amen, your sins ought to be buried. They ought not come up, amen. When you come up out of the water, amen, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Sometimes that don't happen because man don't understand the burial of Jesus Christ. It is true, amen, that Christ died on the cross. He paid the ransom for our sins. But we can enter into his sacrifice only through obedience of the God. That's the only way we're going to enter into, amen, his sacrifice is obedience. Obedience, church. It's better to obey than sacrifice. Obedience is needful in this hour and time that we are living in. Paul begins to say, through repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Your sins cannot be forgiven but one way, and that is through Jesus. No other or no other person can forgive you of your sin but Jesus. Jesus was the one come and paid the penalty. He was the one that come and died for us. That is according to Acts 2 and 38. 
Consequent, every part has sinned that the new convert has committed is washed away according to Acts 22 and 16. He is the, excuse me, he is the only somebody can forgive us for our sins. Another gospel? Is there another gospel besides the gospel of Jesus? No. What prayer concerned the apostle? Paul must felt as he wrote his epistle to the Galatians. He has taught them faithful, but they were flattering. The apostle worshiped now to be with those to whom he had ministered on his first missionary journey. When he was perplexed with them, he was upset with them. You have come in and let the devil stole what I have planted in your heart. It is so evident today that many people start an outright and they don't let the devil stole what was in the heart. The soul truth for men. There is nothing like truth. You can't buy truth. We can sing his deepest disappointment as he acts. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who will trick you, church, out there? And in all over the land, who will trick you that you should not obey the truth? Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Truth is prevalent. We need truth. It reminds me, amen, of what the devil told Eve. The Lord surely did mean the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Yes, he did. He meant exactly what he said. But the devil changed. The devil tricked Eve. As he is tricking people today, is not to preach this one job. And that gospel was set up on the day of Pentecost. He has made the sufficient of the cross clear to me. But they have been seduced into thinking that they must keep the law. Now, there are a lot of people today is under the law. If you are under the law, you have failed from grace. If you are a believer and you practice the law, you will have failed from grace. Jesus Christ comes to fulfill the law. We don't Live under the riches of the Old Testament. We live under grace. We got churches today. Believe, amen, they have to worship the Lord on a certain day. And if they don't, they think they're violating, amen, the truth. Look, God is a God of every day. Holiness for hell. 
It was hell being especially painful for him to see that there were acceptance, they were accepting circumcision. Galatians 5 11. Going back, going back, going back. That's what the church did today. They don't went, they're going backwards. They are not coming forth. They're going back. Galatians 6 and 15. And the Jewish festival days, the, key, the amen, they want you to keep all these holidays, the amen. That's no help us on this side of the cross. Paul realized, man, that the Galatians have been misled and what seemed to them to be my argument. The word be which means they have been charmed. Like a snake, charm a rabbit. That rabbit, amen, gets to the point it freezes, it, it can't move when it's charmed by a snake. Amen. Well, there is a charming spirit out there. It's causing people to turn from truth. People who are cast under a spell. Are you cast under a spell? There is not the one gospel. Are you cast under a spell and lead unto false doctrine? All oh, there are so many is led under false doctrine. They are drinking the cup of the harbor. They're led under false doctrine. Because of the influence of the Judaism. The Galatians had begun to leave a dynamic faith in favor of carnality riches. You see how a calm Christian is today? Their faith is calm. A calm minded man can't please God. People do some of everything in the name of Jesus. I know the Lord, but let me tell you something. You don't know me. God believes is a righteous way. He says, Amen. When, when they had first heard the gospel, they had been in power. Now they were being imperishable. Are you so foolish? Are you so foolish? Paul inquired of them. Have begun in the spirit, and you now made perfect by the blood. Did the blood make you perfect? No. That's Galatians 3 and 3. The blood did not make us perfect. Don't go back and depend on the blood. There are no good things in the blood. It's the spirit of God that set us free and give us liberation. It is started gospel. Is no gospel at all. If, it, if, if the gospel doesn't been changed, it ain't no gospel at all. While others might tolerate a Jesus other than the one the apostle had preached, or a spirit other than the Holy Spirit, 
or some other alleged gospel. Paul worked not. In 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, the apostle wrote to the Galatians, I marvel, I'm amazed at you, that you are so soon removed from him that called you unto grace of Christ unto another gospel. Are you preaching another gospel besides Jesus Christ? My Lord, how quick these converts have turned to error. They have turned to error. How easy they have turned to another so-called gospel. There is not the one gospel. It is a so-called gospel. Paul, through amazement of their defect, was yet unwavering. Paul, you ain't going to call me to be wavering because you believe in something else besides Jesus Christ. That's when you see, but though an angel come from heaven, preaching any other gospel unto you, then that which we preach unto you, let him be accursed. Galatians 1 and 8, it is serious, church, it is important. If you ain't preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified, you preaching another gospel. In the strongest manner, Paul was defending the astonishing method of Christ and his cross. He clarified that those who preach another gospel, that is, they were doomed to eternal destruction. You preach another gospel, you're doomed to uh, amen. You ain't preaching the right thing. You're preaching another gospel. You're doomed to destruction. There is never one way in Jesus. But I am that way, the truth, and the life. The apostle emphasized could not be misunderstood as he repeated his strong warning in the next verse, and that was Galatians 1 and 9. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel of you than that you have received, let him be accursed. That's strong words. That is real strong words. We must preach Jesus Christ, gospel of Christ. Paul stated that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We got many Christians today, they are ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1 and 16. He was speaking of a particular manifestation of God's miraculous power. Far from being ashamed of the gospel, Paul glorified in it. He glorified in the way of the gospel. He was not ashamed of it. The way and the truth of life. 
offers them, offers them the Bible to get life as a journey. We're going through a journey. We're traveling. And in a very real sense, we are all traveling. We are moving swiftly through time and towards eternity. Not always realizing where our daily steps will take us. Christ clearly stated that many are traveling on the broad road of destruction. Many is on Broadway. Everything is on Broadway, confessing Jesus Christ. Broadway is crowded. Broadway is crowded. But you're going to see a traveler every now and then. Try to get the end at the straight gate. Everybody is not trying to go through this straight gate. They're not trying to preach truth. Not only man. The thoroughfare of sin crowns by the destitute and delusion, but also it is filled with uncertainty and grief. The way of the wicked is as darkness. You see, when you wish that you are in darkness, but they know not what they stumble. They, they don't know what they stumble over. Proverbs 4 and 19. The way of the wicked is in darkness. The way of people, they may lie on Jesus and say, I know Jesus and they lie to produce them something else. They are in spiritual darkness. In the midst of all this sorrow and pain, there is one who offers us a new in a living way. And that's Jesus. That is Jesus. He is the only somebody can offer us a new and a living way. He is not just a way or one of many ways. He is the way. That's the only way that according to the holy word of God, you can get into heaven. You've got to come through Jesus. He's out the door. If you don't come through Jesus, you're going to climb up as a thief or a robber. But you won't enter in. There is simply no other way to salvation than through the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14 and 6. There is no other way, amen, that we can get to the heaven but by Jesus Christ. Many folks, amen, in America, in our society, 20 in 20, in rejecting Jesus. The Jews were known as somebody rejecting him. Gentiles are rejecting him. We got a, you know, we got a race of people today upon the earth right now that don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. Salvation, your security, is in Jesus Christ. You may think your security is in something else, but it's not going to last. Our security is in Jesus Christ. All other roads lead eventually to remorse and ruin. 
You gonna burn it out. Tell you the way to be righteous unto a man, but for him that are lost in them. Go to church. People going to church, but they're not crazy. Find out who Jesus is. Those testament had a, a measure of truth. For it revealed the plans of God in types and shadows. We are not living under types and shadows anymore. The real things have come. And that is Jesus Christ. Jesus stood before Pilate and followed the trial. For this call, come I into the world. John 18 and 37. As a brilliant light shining in the world of darkness. John 1 and 5. He was a brilliant light. And sometimes, amen, many folks have not seen that light yet. They have not seen the glory of the Lord yet. He is a light to this world. And he got to when he was here on earth. He said, I'm the light of the world. Then he went on down, amen, to his disciples. He said, ye are the light of the world. You are sitting that sits up on a hill that cannot be healed. Are you are your light shining? Or do you put your light under a bush in your eye when certain people come around? Are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus? I'm a Christian, but I don't want to talk about Jesus when certain celebrities come. I was John there proud. Let me let me know right there, you're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was not just that the Lord impediment truth. He was truth. Jesus is truth. It was not just that he bore the light. He was the light. He is the light. He is this fan of darkness that is in your soul. He is the light. He was the living word. And he still is the living word. The full revelation of God to mankind. The invisible was made visible through Jesus Christ. God couldn't come down on himself. Amen. Because God is a spirit. We couldn't see a spirit. So the invisible put on flesh and came down and dwelt among us. My God, the word will come to the earth, but this time he will come in great majesty and splendor. Matthew 25 and 31, Revelation 19, 11 and 16, amen. He's going to come. The word will come to the earth. Jesus is coming back to the earth. But he ain't coming as no little baby. He's coming as a royal lion. He's coming to set things straight. But the time he will come, his great majesty and splendor. And if you ain't right, you ain't preaching this one gospel, I'm afraid, amen, you won't have to deal with Jesus. Jesus Christ is the life. He's the life. Life is in Jesus. 
He wants to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. One who brings love into a living relationship with the Heavenly Father. St. John 14 and 6. He brings us into a living relationship. You must have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Apart from our Lord, existence is without purpose. And eternal death is certain. Without Jesus, amen, we are lost. Without Jesus, we are lost. But there is hope for a better way and a better life. For Jesus came offering living water that along will quench the spiritual thirst of mankind. Jesus, amen, wants to give us living water. How many want to accept that living water? He told the woman, amen, at the well, I'll give you a drink that you won't have to come back to this well anymore. And she said, Lord, give it to me. Living water. That is, the Spirit of the Lord live within you, springing up unto everlasting life. It's a well that you won't have to come back and thirst anymore. The Apostle Foundation. What kind of men was the Messiah called to be his father when he came? Surely the religious elite reason. It could not be the law of business of tax collectors from Galilee. They ever then envy. The Messiah chose choose people like themselves. The doctrine of the law as his close companion. People didn't think, amen, that the law would choose what the world calls today unlearned people. People that don't have no degree. We are based, amen, in society today, amen, on education. If you got education today, you're all right. Don't let that fool you. Don't let that fool you. Jesus called fish from, from the Sea of Galilee. He called tax collectors. Shameless Christ clothed his disciples. From whom, from whom mine was untangling the religious of that day. He closed all with common people, following a man whom message taught their deepest, their commitment was based on Christ's person and on his passion of truth. Will the Lord have not stopped making disciples? Amen. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. It didn't stop with the twelve. We are a follower of Jesus. And we must hear his voice. He said, my sheep knows my voice, but a stranger, they don't know 
After the outpouring of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost, the apostles faithfully preached the word. The apostles proclaimed truth that they had received from the great of his teaching. They saw signs and wonders pertaining their ministry as Christ has prophesied. Paul assured empathy, believing that the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Ephesians 2 and 20. We are built up on the apostle doctrine. One doctrine of the doctrine. And Jesus Christ is our chief cornerstone. Are you done what Jesus said you do? Or are you done what man is telling you? Paul said, man did not reveal this thing to me. But this was my revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen, I am as Paul. When I was called to the ministry, man didn't have nothing to do with it. God himself was teaching me. We are built upon the foundation of the prophet Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Certain is the Lord and his apostle lady a rock solid foundation. There are only one foundation, and that foundation is Jesus Christ. If you lay any other weight upon the foundation, it's not a real foundation. One that changes circumstance or man's opinion could not shape, consequently, the base tense of the church. Stand firm and it's unremovable. If you want Jesus Christ, you won't stand firm and you will be unremovable. But there is a false doctrine out here. There is a false doctrine. Amen. But I want to let you know, amen, the truth. There is not but one truth. Every believer in Christ Jesus ought to be under the apostle doctrine. And Jesus Christ is our head cornerstone. We ought to be preaching the same thing. We ought not have any dependence among us as believers in Christ Jesus. But it's not that way. Open your eyes. 2020 means your eyes should come to be wide open. See what's going on in this world. Our desire and our prayer should be that we would always enjoy the power of the original apostles and experience. That is possible. However, only as long as there is a clear and quiet of the apostle doctrine through biblical gospel, preach and teach. We need to hear foundation truth that brings the sinner to his knees and keep 
the believer near his Savior. We need to hear some foundation of truth. Somebody needs to teach the oneness of God. The weather of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Are we preaching? Are you preaching, amen? If you say that you know Jesus, you live in a holy and a sanctified life. Are you presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service? Indeed, this conveys good shared highlight. Early Christian practice. For the early believer worships the Lord Jesus as the Almighty. He is the Almighty. John 4, 20 and 28. Revelation 1 and 18. He is the Almighty. He tells us in Isaiah, amen. If there is another God besides me, he said, I don't know him. He is the Almighty God. Hallelujah. He was their creator. He was manifested in the flesh. Yes. As I told you earlier, amen, the visible became visible. The invisible became visible. He was manifested in the flesh. God, Paul explained, was in Christ reconciled the world unto himself. Second Corinthians 5 and 19. What a message this is, this was, for the early believers, and what a message it remains for us today. The one invisible God was manifested in Jesus Christ, revealed as love that has redeemed us to himself. He was God manifested in the world. He come to redeem us. We must preach this one gospel, amen, like never before. Amen, the angels in heaven, amen, is crying. It's one gospel. We live in the late hour. We live in the time that Jesus is about to come and snap his church out of here. One gospel, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism of the greatest, amen, uh, was planned. The apostle Lord, amen, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is Dr. Moore saying unto you, I love you, but amen, that is not the question.